Anson Wong is a keen soundbite fan and got in touch with me to share his memories. He's currently a law student and admits that he loves food but dislikes cooking, but he can't forget his grandmother's cooking. And he joins me in the studio now. He's sitting right opposite me. Good afternoon to you, Anson. Good afternoon, Sadia. It's very nice to be back here. Yeah, Anson was actually um, at RTHK doing a, a bit of an internship a while back, wasn't yeah. you? Yeah, like two to three weeks, I think. Yeah. yeah. And so it was a short time. And that's when I met him too. And he hasn't forgotten about the radio. He still enjoys listening to the radio. Yeah, I often listen to the radio when I was studying, when I'm eating breakfast, because I think radio is a very good companion with me when I'm doing something. And also I can get in touch with different people to know about things. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, it's good to have you back anyway. Yeah. So tell me what you've been up to now. You're actually a law student. So I was just asking how, you know, whereabouts are you in your degree now? I'm now in my final semester for my program called Jewish Daughter. So I'm going to be graduated in this summer. But because my aim is to be a lawyer in Hong Kong, so I still have to do another program in the coming uh, September. So, yeah, I think it's got one and a half year to go. Mm, so it's yeah. not too long then, not too long. I know it must feel, <laughs> it must feel like a long time, yeah. but I'm sure it'll go by quickly. It's okay, yeah, it's yeah. okay. So now tell me about your eating habits. You You mentioned like that, you know, as a student, I suppose you probably don't get a lot of time you don't cook or anything like that what what are you eating every day how is your eating habits at the moment uh yeah frankly speaking i do not cook oftenly or, or yeah i, I for just just maybe i will cook for my breakfast like sometimes i will not really cooking i just boil some noodles <laughs> yeah okay. uh, eating some uh, cornflakes or something yeah uh -huh. These so, are my so, cooking so, experience. Okay. So are you kind of living by, you're living with your parents or you're living by I'm living with my parents. So they feed yeah. you then, that's it. I mean, your mum is making your food, right? Yeah, it's quite embarrassing, yeah. <laughs> but no, but that's fair enough. So it's not like you're just surviving on instant noodles. You probably get nice food that your mum makes, eh? Yeah, my mum and also my grandma, uh -huh. they will cook okay. every day for my dinner and sometimes Well, you're a lucky boy. You're a very yeah, lucky boy. Yeah, I admit that. <laughs> That's okay. why I'm chumpy. <laughs> well, no, you don't look actually chubby, actually, but you look fine. But obviously, you know, it is always nice. There's nothing like your mother or your grandmother's cooking. And yeah. I'm sure appreciate it for as long as you can. Yeah. Because sometimes if you have to go away for work or something like that, you'll miss it. Yeah, I know. Because when I was doing exchange in Canada, I always miss those kind of a taste that my grandma and my mother cook. Yeah. yeah. So now, um, in terms of your soundbite, what have you chosen? What is the one kind of dish that has good memories for you? Uh, there's a variety of dishes or cuisines that I really enjoy or memorable. But I think the one that I would like to share today is uh, something called a stuffed bitter melon. Stuffed bitter melon. Yeah. And people can go to my Facebook page. There is a, actually a very um, delicious picture of it on my Facebook page. So if you go to Saudi Osmani on Radio 3 RTHK, you can actually see his braised stuffed bitter melon in black bean sauce, I think it is. Yeah, black bean and, and it's, some oyster sauce. So, okay, so tell yeah, me, okay. what is it about this particular dish that you like then? Um... Uh, Maybe I can describe mm -hmm. something about yeah, this dish sure. first. If you see the pictures, actually, this is this is kind of a very traditional Chinese dish, but it's not that common in Hong Kong because it's kind of a hacker style, mm -hmm. and I'm a hacker hacker offspring. So that yeah, this is a very unique dish. And inside the bitter melon, you can see the stuffing. It's the pork. 
Okay. That's the pork, and then you got some very savory sauce, trying to seek a balance between the bitterness of the melon and and the pork or something. Yeah, it's quite it's very delicious. Mm, it yeah. looks really nice. Looks lovely. Yeah, but something interesting is that I was not enjoying eating this kind of a dish when I was young. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, because I think I was like other child in Hong Kong. Maybe we are very reluctant to eat the vegetables or fruits, especially this bitter melon, because yeah. the bitterness is it's a distinct taste. It's quite yeah, bitter, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's the right. quiet taste is quite. Can I say bizarre? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I suppose you can, I suppose. As a child, certainly you can say it's bizarre that you think that, you know, why would you want to eat something that's bitter? Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> my grandma, because as I said, this is a kind of a very traditional hacker dish. So, and my a grandmother is a kind of a hacker lady. So uh, she often cooked this dish and she's the one who prepared lunchbox for me when I was in primary school. Mm-hmm. So she often put this dish in my lunchbox okay. and I, didn't have a choice whether I'm going to get it or not. Okay. So when I was young, I was always saying, "Ah, oh, why? Why are you cooking this dish again? Why not sausages or the or, or other stuff?" Yeah. But when I when I've grown up, like now, I started appreciating the acquired taste. Mm-hmm. So when you when you got it in your lunchbox. Did you actually eat it or did you kind of give it away or just chuck it or something? Or did you eat it because yeah, you knew I, I, you had to I eat ate it? it. I ate you it. ate it. Because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of a foodie. Okay. I, I can't accept that I was starving or hungry in <laughs> class. So Yeah, I still have to eat it. But sometimes I would eat the pork first because mm-hmm. they are savory uh-huh. and then try to... Get and then just swallow bitter. the bit yeah, of Yeah, at, at last. <laughs> like medicine. <laughs> okay, so when do you think, I mean, at school, obviously, you were getting it in your lunchbox. When did you think the tables turned a little bit and, uh, you know, with respect to you started to like it or you acquired a taste for it? When do you think that wow, happened? Wow, that's a very good question. I don't know. You don't know? It's yeah, just, just, kind of just suddenly, <laughs> I, I realised that I, I do enjoy eating bitter melon. Yeah. Even, you know, I... When I, you know, Chinese restaurant, when I open the menu, I sometimes I'll also search for bitter melon. Oh, right. Yeah, because I think bitter melon is quite dis- distinctive with mm. other vegetables, like choy sum or other Chinese vegetables, because the bitterness is really, really, uh, can I say remarkable? I don't know. It, I suppose it's just quite unique, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, very unique. Yeah. It's funny that because, um, you know, the Chinese bitter melon, I've noticed that it isn't actually as bitter oh, really? as some um you know the indian there is kind of an asian south asian almost like an indian bitter melon which has almost like little dots like speckles on it like really it's quite yeah it's a very sort of um uh, textured bitter melon and it's almost pointed at each end okay. like even this one even the chinese mm-hmm. one it has kind of all these grooves and things like that on it, yeah, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite distinct to look at. Yeah, it's not so and, and there is an Indian version, which almost looks like somebody's had a really bad breakout of pimples or something. Yeah. That's, you know, there's lots of little round dots on it. It's yeah. very textured. And and it has quite, quite big sort of bean things inside, seeds inside. Mm-hmm. But if you taste that one... That one is incredibly bitter. It's much more bitter oh, no. <laughs> than the Chinese one. And and again, like, you know, I I too didn't like it at all when mm. my mum used to make mm. it. And and you had to kind of salt it 
for some time so that some of the bitterness went with the salt and then mm. you'd wash it a couple of times and, and then deep fry it and then put it into to, to meat or, or to, you know, lentils, things like that. And But it's still bitter. And my mum used to put a, a little spoon of sugar, just a little bit, just to give Isn't it that sugar. slight taste in it. Yeah. But I didn't like it at all as a child. Yeah. And then at some point I started to really like it and now I love it. Mm. So it's weird, isn't it? And I mean, also I know that now that the bitter man is really, really nutritious to us. Mm, it's now. good for you. Yeah. It's, it's supposed to be very good for your blood, cleans your blood or oh, whatever exactly, I've heard. Yeah. That, I know. also heard that we can relieve the asthma or, or kind of other chronic diseases. It seems like everything that isn't particularly great, for, or doesn't particularly taste good, is probably good for you. <laughs> yeah, and in this day and age, we encode it as a super vegetables. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. It is probably one of those. So then, so so your grandmother, kind of, is, is she still making this dish then for you? Yeah, I think she's now making this once a month. Mm -hmm. But especially in Chinese New Year, she will cook this because uh, if you see the picture, like, as the name suggests, stuff the bitter melon. So we, you got some stuffing inside a bitter melon. So do you scoop out some of it and then puts the puts the meat inside? Yeah, yeah, it? I think so. Because okay. I think in the middle of the bitter melon is those a seed or mm -hmm. something. That yeah, you scoop that out yeah. probably. So they, uh, the, my grandma will use the spoon or use the knife to find some holes and then put some stuffing, the pork inside, marinated pork. Mm -hmm. So put inside the bitter melon. So in the Chinese New Year, in, in, in our culture, we will always say that something quite symbolic to eating this kind of a dish during mm -hmm. the Chinese New Year because you got a lot of stuffing, mm -hmm. which maybe means that you are prosperity. Oh. Or, yeah, yeah. Oh, right. And I suppose the bitterness had some meaning too. In terms, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That's really good. So how about like with your friends and things, do people still quite happily order it on the menu and stuff? Bitter melon's not a problem for anyone? Yeah, this is a very interesting observation that I have taken is that not many Hong Kongers love eating bitter melon, I think. Uh -huh. Because as we just said that the, the bitterness is quite unique. Mm -hmm. So not many people will get used to it. Yeah, it's or, an acquired taste, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's you okay have to, with it. You have to. But maybe I was trained to eat bitter melon since I was young, so... Well, well, that is, I mean, without a doubt, that is one of the things that gets children to eat and that you have to, you know, whatever is on their plate, We've I've always done that with my children, that look, you know, no matter what it is, you have to eat it, you have to try it. Yeah. And okay, you may not eat it all, but you have to always try. You mustn't just look at something and decide that, oh, it doesn't look nice, I'm not going to eat it. Or somebody mm. says it's not nice, so I'm not going to eat it. Mm. But that's good. That's good training that you got. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I, I think uh, the major reason that why I like this bitter melon, another reason, not major reason, is that the strong flavor mm -hmm. is something very good. Mm. I Because I love eating spicy food mm -hmm. and bitter melon is another type of very strong flavor food that okay. I can find. Okay, so you go for the strong flavors. So yeah. now if you move, if you step aside from Chinese food, you've mm -hmm. obviously, I know you've traveled and you've studied a little bit in the UK as well. Um, you know, when you when you think of other cuisines around the world, what other things appeal to you? Uh, I, I, I appeal to tons of dishes oh, and you cuisines. Like quite a few yeah, things, carbonara, right? uh, maybe Italian pizza, etc. etc. Okay. But uh just in these few days, I I am missing the Japanese food. Mm -hmm. The the ramen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because it's very hard to find a very, 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 very good one in Hong Kong. Okay. And I really miss the Japanese taste or the style in Japan because I haven't been to Japan for 
Is it two or three years oh, since right. COVID? Okay. Yeah, so I really miss the taste. All right, so you and like Japanese. And I'm also going to date my friends to do some Wayman meeting. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. you can you can try. I mean, like sometimes maybe it's a good opportunity to actually try and experiment and cook some of these things. How about yeah. Korean food? Have you tried? Is there anything that you like about Korean food? Uh, recently, I like eating the Korean sushi. Mm-hmm. They do not have sashimi on, on, on the sushi, but mm-hmm. they got some is it kimchi, mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. marinated pork as well, mm-hmm. and some cucumber or something. Yeah, that also tastes very good. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I made a I, I made a dish, uh, jajangmyeon, and which is supposed to be also a Chinese dish, mm-hmm. but it's also uh, a Korean dish that they do with noodles and things like that, and and with a black bean paste, and it was absolutely delicious, really really nice. Yeah, I think Asian food, all Asian food is very. I nice. think I think generally, if uh, Chinese, I would the majority of Chinese people that I meet, you know, they do they are happy to try new things, mm-hmm. try new types of cuisine. But I think the default is that they go back to Chinese, which I can understand completely because Chinese food is incredibly nice tasting. I mean, mm. you know, there are stronger flavors. And what I like the most about Chinese food is that it always looks amazing. I mean, mm-hmm. the vegetables are fresh, like, you know, and they look the right color. They should be the right color. The texture is nice, like it's crispy. So mm-hmm. everything feels really fresh and, and really good for you. Mm-hmm. While, you know, uh, <laughs> because sometimes with Indian cooking, I feel like, oh, my goodness, it's just lots of oil and I don't see the right color of things mm. and it's just floating in this bed of oil and spices. And so I think um, Chinese good. Although Chinese has very... Are you interested in chilies? Can you manage to yeah, eat chilies? Yeah, it's spicy. Because, you know, citron peppers and stuff are quite hot, aren't they? Yeah, but I think they're good. <laughs> okay. But I think the, the, the distinctiveness of the Chinese cooking is that the Chinese cooking style, there's a tons of cooking methods. Yes. Braise, uh, fried, steam, etc. That's why the Chinese people will always try to find out some new ways or finding some interesting way to cook the meals. So that's mm. why we have a variety of dishes that we can find. That's interesting that you um, you don't actually like cooking, but it seems like you are quite observant of uh, how people cook and you you know your food. So that's, I mean, is that something that you would consider? Is that, you know, to learn to cook? Because right now you've got your mum and you've got your grandmother. Yeah. So there's no need for you to cook. But would you kind of venture to start cooking perhaps? Actually, I always want to cook because uh, I really like eating. So sometimes I would try to want to cook something for myself because if you suddenly want to eat something, maybe let's say carbonara. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I suddenly can't find a good carbonara restaurant nearby my home. So that mm-hmm. I think cooking is good sometimes. But uh, my grandma and my mother has given a kind of a forbidden order that <laughs> everyone cannot enter into the kitchen. And, oh, yeah. right. Okay, so it's their domain. Yeah. But then at some point you may have to kind of get out on your own and then you may have to cook. That's why I try to cook for myself for my lunch. So uh-huh. sometimes boil some noodles. I also try to make some spaghetti dishes like tomato spaghetti. Okay. So you've never really cooked for the family as such? Uh, no. Because right. my grandma would, would say, oh, let me cook it, let me cook it. Yeah. <laughs> to make sure that you don't need yeah. to cook. And also try to cook when I was, as you said, I, I studied overseas for my exchange in Canada. So I also try to cook some, some dishes, like some very traditional or easy cooking, like tomato, egg, 
mm-hmm. the Hong Kong dish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and spaghetti because I can just grab some ready to serve the table sauces from the mm. supermarket. I just oh, yeah. boil the That's not spaghetti. really cooking then, is oh, okay, it? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you're just going to get one of the spaghetti I still have to boil the, the spaghetti. You still have to boil it right. Yeah. It has to be all dante. That's okay. Okay, so so let's just kind of uh, round up here. And if you were going to go out in Hong Kong and go and eat, now you've obviously mentioned that you like Japanese food and stuff. Mm. Um what kind of Hong Kong dish, apart from, and that's a hakka dish that you were almost talking about, if you had a choice to go out in Hong Kong and eat, what would you go for? What's your favourite thing in Hong Kong to eat for a meal, to have a meal? Uh, Hong Kong dish. I have to pick one. Wow, this is very, very, very tough <laughs> questions. <laughs> to ask a foodie to pick their favourite one. But yeah. just suddenly, if you ask me, I would like to eat the street snacks or street food. For okay. example, like the curry, fish balls, the siu mai. Because I haven't, I haven't eaten them for like over a few months mm. since the COVID, the mm. Omicron, the, the, is this sixth wave? Yeah, yeah, well, it's almost like, yeah, we are. We're getting out the fifth wave. Yeah, and it's, they say it's, the it's not wave. that easy or, or it's not that comfortable to eat the street food on the street nowadays. Mm. So I, I didn't have any chance to eat the street food nowadays. So you like to get out in the street yeah, food. And, and when you go for the street food, are you going for things like the fish balls? What's yeah, your favourite? Fish balls, siu mai, or we can call it as the, the, cum, the combo, the fried combos. Like there's uh, eggplants, mm-hmm. some uh, cucumbers oh, the, or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the deep fried ones. Yeah, yeah the fried ones. Okay, yeah. good. Well, some really we've really t- we've really covered the whole broad spectrum of different Whoa, types of yeah. food here. Um, and you make me very starving. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I haven't had any lunch either. So I think we're both kind of salivating and wanting some food now. But thank you so much. Your your dish sounds great. That was a braised stuffed bitter melon in black bean sauce, and you can have a look at that. As I said on my Facebook page, there's a lovely picture, two lovely pictures of it, which will get your mouth watering. And now I, uh, when I, I was having a conversation with you, and you. You said one of the things that you've always wanted to do on the radio is to read the weather. <laughs> yeah, because when I was studying or at home, I always <laughs> often listen to the radio and then well, it's, it's quite comfortable. I think it's a power. Uh, the targets or the goals for every DJ is to report the weather. Okay, so I'm going to, when we, as we say goodbye to Anton, um, I'm going to allow you to read the weather on the program um, and um, I'll leave it to you. You've got a, I, you took a little picture of it. Okay. So let me so, change my tone into okay, the weather. Right. So I hand time. over to Anson to read the weather. Okay, so the weather forecast for this afternoon and tonight is fine and dry. Moderate northeasterly winds refreshing later. And we got a promising outlook is that sunny periods in the next couple of days and a few showers over the weekend. Now the temperature is 26 degrees, 25 degrees Celsius with 58% uh, of humidity and the UV index is 8, very high. So better you bring your sunglasses or umbrella. Good. Is that it? You're fine? Happy? Yeah. Right. So you have actually done the weather on the radio. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks. Anson, thank you very much for being my guest on Soundbite. It was really lovely talking to you. Thank you, you and, too. And that, that dish sounds nice. I'm going to have to look it up and try it myself. Yeah, thank sure. You. You, you, you have to. I will. Yeah. Okay. And we'll go over to Bachelor Number One and Summertime.